Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 48 of Invest in You. On this podcast is two tired men, one child and one adult. I'm Charlie and my dad is called Frederick. I'm seriously not tired at all. We probably should be. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm a bit tired because I've been reading in the car for Dad. Yeah, I feel so sorry about it. my voice is a bit tired. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've been asking Charlotte to try to read uh, a book while we've been driving. Uh, and also we'll be listening to some podcasts. And, and now we're in Sweden. And some audiobooks. And today we're in Sweden. And she, he's just about to rush off to some parkour training. But so before that, let's... What is the episode about? Right, this is about how can you help other businesses even if you're on the outside of the business. Uh, and we'll talk spe- spe- specifically about consulting. Okay, so I'll start off with the first question for you, Dad. All right. What is consulting? What does it mean? Right. To me, it means that you are, just, just like in medicine or in business, a, a consultant is someone who is there to try to help. Can a teacher in school be a consultant in a way? Yeah, in, in theory, yeah. And you can also have a consultant as the teacher as well. And uh, a consultant uh, is someone who is usually external to the company or organization. It can also be internally. The challenge by being internally is uh, you can be slightly biased and people might not see you as valuable valuable as someone from the outside so that's always like a, a challenge i have only been a consultant from the outside into businesses so you might want to ask me surely uh, which companies have you been working with so far uh i have no you can ask me that question. well yeah <laughs> yeah i let's assume i <laughs> let's assume i just asked you Right. So assuming that you did just ask me which companies I've been working with so far, uh, I started with one company like early 2000 and they were at the moment called Ericsson and they were in the telecoms sector and there I was helping out with leadership and, and coordination. Yeah. Uh, from there, I also been consulting to, for example, uh, huge organizations like United Nations, helping them with specific skills and capabilities. Yeah. Uh, in in the business world, uh, I've been working with companies from the UK called Whitbread, uh, Costa Coffee. That was all around how to product manage and lead things even better. Uh, something else. A company called uh, T-Systems and Telecom in Germany. That was all around organizational development, how to get experts to be slightly more, yeah. Experty. Well, yeah, recognize the experty thing and then also uh, appreciate the role and, and also getting slightly more social because the expert can be super niche and technical. Well, what, what can you earn from being a consultant? Uh, what different things can you benefit? Yeah, what happens? Often, the most common one is people are consulting by the hour or by a day rate or for a project. And what do they get? Uh, it it really is is a massive range from from uh, like a normal salary to usually uh, higher. I try to show. I was actually meaning do they get yeah. money or something else? Well, they they often get, it's about money. Everyone uh, likes money. Well, they, they get a lot of knowledge. Yeah. So every customer you help you, you get better and smarter. Yeah. So the, the more broad industry reach you have, 
the more generalist you become. If you go deep into one speciality or one sector, then you get very niche uh, and more and more an expert or specialist. Same with this podcast. We learn a lot from doing this podcast. Yep, And absolutely. we hope that you learn as well. So I have been, for example, teaching at a couple of different business schools and people who are doing like their master program called MBA, many of them would like to go into the consulting sector because it sounds uh, funny, uh, exciting, and uh, you might get a lot of like paid travel, lots of nice hotels, and also working with uh, cool people. Do you think that's a good reflection of, of the reality? Yep, I think it's good. Yeah, it's yes and no. It's a, it's I have to start consulting with people more to give my opinions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach people. Yeah, uh, and in this case, yeah, it might, might sound like a glamorous lifestyle, but it can also be a lot of living in and out of a suitcase because you often travel to the client site and help them yeah. with the things where they are. Uh, and then, of course, you can also do more like research-based things but more predominantly, consulting is often thought about linked to like working in the business. Uh, another company I was working with uh, for, a, for a short period of time was uh, Google, and that was linked to a core capability helping the leadership globally to become more uh, versatile in that specific field without mentioning what it was. But it was linked to leadership. Are there any downsides or cons of being a consultant? Yeah, uh, one thing is you might come up with a solution which they decide either to implement or not to implement. Uh, and then often you can not really help with implementation as much as if you're working in that business. And something else which is very much expected is they want the outcome to be also lasting after and beyond this project. So I'd like to have some kind of benefit from this even once you have left, of course. Yeah. All right. So common things you might consult within. Uh, it can be linked to leadership. It can be linked to a specific project. It can be linked to finance, uh, performance. It can also be linked to distribution. Uh, it's quite often that you work with some kind of change. So they bring in the consultant to bring some kind of like research project into to work, and then you get uh, a couple of options given the research, and the management decide we will do A, B, or C, and then they often help to flush out what those programs might look like. Uh, I was working, for example, with sales consulting, and uh, guess what? Pretty much every customer I was working with wanted more. Money. More sales, uh, hence more money to the business. Yeah, uh, mon- mon- it's all about money in the end. <sighs> no, uh, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Uh, Charlie's just been to a conference with Grant Cardone, his brainwashed at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all about the money, obviously. Uh, but in, in, the, in the case of Grant Cardone, who's working in the same field as I'm just trying to explain right now, it's about increasing revenue, or as they say in some parts of the world, turnover. So to do that, often it can be linked to how well does sales and marketing work together or not. It can be linked to the capabilities inside the sales team, so the the pure skills. Uh, And we spoke about something else in the car, which without speaking specifically about what we talked about, it was linked to training and implementation. Yeah. 
In this case, you got all the training in the world, but you do nothing. What will be the outcome? Nothing. Exactly. And uh, you might have the best trainers in the world, but you don't do too much of the implementation. Therefore, you will get... Shit results. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nothing again. Exactly. Or like Charlie just said. Right. Uh, I've lost track a little bit here. So come back to... about consulting. Yeah, no, I'll talk about the, the, the sales. So it can also be that the sales management doesn't have the right skills to help the sales guys to get the best results. It can also be the ultimately like the sales director who doesn't give the right instructions to the sales management. It might also be all the way to the top of the business where the, the management, the executive team doesn't give the right instructions to the sales director either. Uh, in the end of the day, what does that actually mean? Well, the, the company will not perform as well as they could very, very often. If you've done this a few times, which I absolutely have, you can quite quickly identify what is missing on the sales side and they offer some just small 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 fine tuning to get not too rarely 10 20 50 a couple of hundred percent sales increase in a very short time frame it is very doable if you know what you're doing if the external part is allowed to influence and train and help and of course if the people who are doing the doing ultimately is prepared to do the sacrifice to change number one take action on the new learning and to get the result that they deserve all right this sounds super simple in theory right yeah it's slightly hard when you work with real people absolutely because you have to win the like they say in in the military like win hearts and minds of the other people and uh, yeah it's easier said than done to get people over to your side and to help Okay, Charlie, what else would you like to know about consulting? Well, yeah, how do you get a job in consulting? Okay, uh, here you've got a couple of choices. If you like to get into this field of uh, work, then uh, number one, do you want to be in this or not? Uh, you have to decide that for yourself, number one. Secondly, if you now have decided you do, then you've got a couple of choices. Would you like to go for one of the top brands, which means that you will also ultimately have much, much tougher selection. You will be uh, finding it challenging to get your foot in through the door. But once you have been there, that brand will be with you forever. And often people might talk about the big four uh, in, in the, for example, uh, consulting. They might also, depending if you would like to go to strategy consulting, uh, they might talk about other brands. And in the end of the day, you also got like uh, a middle tier, which is like a huge range of companies, which might be anything from like a hundred consultants into like a thousand consultants. And that's a huge number of companies which are in that space. It's easy to get in there. You might have to be slightly more flexible in terms of you have to now also do a broader range of tasks. You might get slightly different training than compared to if you will be enjoying one of the top companies. And last but not least, you can actually get into consulting tomorrow, Charlie, by setting up your own consultancy. Yeah, but you have to know something, right? Well, this is one of the tricky things with consulting. Uh, but where do you get the learning? Yeah, I'm just about to get to that. Do you know if there's any kind of like qualification to call yourself a consultant? Not really. Exactly. If you, if you have customers, usually you can call yourself a consultant. Well, can you call yourself a consultant even before you got customers? Yes, you can. Yeah, so the tough thing with consulting is there is ultimately not really a qualification. I have got lots of different qualifications, which helps me 
to call myself a consultant. And get customers, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So, in the end of the day, there is no brand. Like, now you post ABZ, now you're a consultant. There are a number of organizations that like to try to make this more professional. So, they have got... You can get like a diploma in consulting. You can uh, be branded uh, and a member of a branch organization. So I've been part of uh, the chartered management uh, consultancies in in the UK. I was also a fellow at the time, which means that uh, I'm amongst the more senior in that organization. It's one way to join a branch organization. You at least can learn best practice. Another way is to pick up consulting skills is you can actually do them as like collective or in in small pieces and when you start to collect those qualifications that increase your likelihood to actually get that job in the first place i would say it's very hard to get into any kind of consulting company without a consult uh, without a university degree just as some kind of like minimum requirement but it's linked to your skills uh, and also depending on which level you like to enter so if you'd like to join very much as a, as a junior one, you might be called like associate or junior consultant or consultant, which means you're very much doing the the hard work, uh, the analytics, you pull together data, you do the coffee or whatever else it might be um, to ensure that the slightly more advanced consultants can do what they should do. So it's quite strong hierarchy. And uh, and then you've got slightly more senior consultants where they might be working even more with, with the client engagement. And, uh, of course, you can also have where people uh, are advancing even further, depending on which company it might be. You might call it, uh, like uh, a director. You might be called a principal. You might be called something else, which indicates your level of seniority. And... The, the people that make the most money in consulting, they are the partners, they are the directors, they are the people that ideally also have some kind of stake or ownership in the business. Just like any kind of like entrepreneurship, if you're part of the shareholders, you usually make more money. Yeah, but is it, are there a lot of customers, are there a lot of people who, are, who want to have help? Help. Yes. And that are willing to take a consultant? For help. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is just like a tug of war. Is it war. hard to get customers, basically? It depends. If you're really good, and if you're also really good at selling, then it's quite easy. If you're not so good, and you don't like selling, then it's impossible. Do you have to have a big network? It absolutely helps. Uh, but it can also be like, if you think about a, a whole machinery, you can be a cog in, in uh, or a little wheel in the machinery where you don't need to do the selling you can have your speciality you can add massive value but in a limited field which means that you together with other wheels and cogs in that machinery can produce fantastic results together there was for example doing a project in uh, in america a number of years ago we were a team of five uh, i was amongst the most senior people in the team we were two people who were more senior who did uh, more of the strategic thinking and also the, the planning uh, and the other three people did more of the interviews and then we were all together uh, combining our results and I'm also interviewing the, some of the key stakeholders with that organization and then in the end we compiled uh, a report which helped them to take the decisions for the next steps and that's just like one tiny example uh, something else I really enjoyed even more 
more than just producing a report is where you work to on on actual outcome. I was working with a, an IT organization to help them to win deals and uh, working directly with the top sales management team, helping them prepare for negotiation, helping them to prepare the pitch, helping them to write the right proposal, and ultimately also to win the deal, which in many instances have been into the hundreds of millions and, and on very few occasions even more than a one billion contract. And there I was just supporting from the outside with external view from having also been in, in the buying side, like the procurement, if you like, understand. On one side, you've got salespeople. The other side, you've got the buyers. And then, therefore, you need to be able to, to balance. And since I had both sides of this, uh, I was able to ask the tough questions so that salespeople can prepare and preempt the tough conversations they might have. So that's just a very different way of doing consulting uh right so surely should we crack on with another question so is it worth to work in consulting then i would say absolutely i have at the moment one consulting company they're called global sales consulting working very much with sales uh, excellence and performance and helping to close deals and deal making I would say absolutely because you learn so much. It's usually uh, highly regarded and highly rewarded. So if you can get on one side, you can get paid well. You can solve big and relevant problems. Uh, you helping your customers to be more successful, and you get the reward. And so do they. So I find it great to work with consulting, and uh, I will absolutely certainly continue to do to do that. Whether I call it mentoring or consulting uh, there are many similarities so you're basically saying that you recommend working in consulting absolutely i have had massive value from working with great customers all over the world from uh, china to singapore south africa uh, brazil uh, all of europe america so yeah i can really recommend it i've had fantastic times doing it and i learned so much what else can I say? We will come back to this topic another time. We will probably talk about some consulting case studies and some of the learnings that we got from that as well. But uh, for this time, this uh, short episode, what can we learn from consulting? It's useful to hire consultants for specific tasks. It is absolutely worthwhile to consider consulting as part of your career track, especially if you do it for the learning. Uh, it's also worthwhile to have some of the top brands on your CV uh, if uh, that's important to you. You can also set up your own consultancy and the qualification for that is very much your creativity, your limitations and your abilities to sell or to solve problems. So Charlie, you have any final thoughts around consulting, what we've spoken about so far? Around consulting. Is it a pretty high paying job? Yeah, usually a lot higher than average age, uh, salary, yes. Yeah, let's round off. So this has been episode number 38 of Invest in You. We have made a commitment and let's now also make it official that we will carry on uh, also over the slow season with the, the normal intensity of podcasts. So yeah, welcome back soon. Bye. Bye.